This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 1 in Woodbridge, or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MohegansunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. Welcome in. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks and joined by Amani Toomer. Mike Tannenbaum will be joining us at some point in time this hour. Uh, brought to you by Bud Light. Sunday's chore? Well, loading Bud Light in the fridge, of course. It's football time. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. So make sure you enjoy it uh, responsibly as well. Amani Toomer, what's up, man? Funny running into you last night. Amani and I ran into each other at this fantastic restaurant uh, called Blue on the Hudson uh, in, uh, is it, is that Weehawken, Edgewater? What's it's Weehawken. There we go. In it's my Weehawken. hometown now. Come on, Anita. <laughs> so it was great to see you and your beautiful wife. Yes, and, yes. Um, and we had a great time. Good food. We had, the wait was a little long. I, it was kind of strange because it was packed. I, I haven't been to a place around here that's so packed. Was that your first time there? I've been there before, but I've never been there on a Saturday night. Oh, and yeah. Saturday night was, yeah, place there was a lot of people. Yeah, place A lot kids. of people there and, you know. It was just it was it was interesting <laughs> to say the least yeah uh, but it was great seeing you i haven't seen you in quite a while so it, it was really really great to see you uh and uh and like i said last night really really thrilled to be working with you this nfl season all right well let's jump right into it and let's start with the jets uh listen a money they almost beat kansas city last week right a few yeah. things and, and i know jets fans out there are like anita marks hates the jets i don't hate the jets uh, just my analysis is negative the majority of the time because they've been bad for quite a while. But man, Amani, Zach Wilson showed some promise, right? Like, like even at one point in time, Chris Collinsworth and not sure if Jets fans out there, maybe you were at the game, but Chris Collinsworth said, "Wait a minute, is that Aaron Rodgers dressed up like Zach Wilson?" Um, Ooh, I easy. mean. He, <laughs> I, I'm just telling you what he said, but like his yeah, his no, back just, shoulder I'm throws, his accuracy, said, yeah. his timing. You're 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 the pro wide receiver. You can attest. I mean his 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 throws were really really impressive. Nothing like we've ever seen from him before, money. Yeah, no, you 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 know he is going to uh, one day live up to his talent. I mean, there's no dis- disputing the fact that he can throw the ball. Make all the throws, and you know he can he can do all that. But in terms of having one game where you look good, it's a great start. It's something you can build on. But if you're um, on that team and you, you've played what this is go- going on week five, and there's one week where you look like decent, I mean it's a great sign of improvement, which is better than a lot of teams when who are having quarterback issues. But you can't like. They almost beat a team, and now you're excited about your quarterback. I, I get the excitement, but, man, you is the bar that low where you could just – any glimmer of hope, you're like – it reminds me of that old uh, – you know, that Dumb and Dumber quote when the guy – when the lady says uh, to Jim Carrey, she says, there is one in a million chance that you're going to – that we're going to get together. And Jim Carrey replies – so you're saying there's a chance. A chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about. But, you know, look, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that there's some positive because it was getting dark for Zach Wilson uh, in New York. And now there's a glimmer of hope. And can he come through the other side where he'll get respect ultimately from this situation? We'll see. But, you know, it, 
I am uh, I'm a wait and see type of guy, and uh, let me see him do it for three, let's say four more games in a row, and that's when I'll be like, oh, that's when I'll think, okay, the Zach, they have the Jets have something with Zach Wilson because, you know, he's play, he's he's started in a lot of games in the NFL. And this is the first game that he's looked decent. Let's see if it's just the game plan. Let's see if it's just because Kansas City was underestimating him and giving him opportunities. Let's see what it's like when they actually game plan for his abilities and see how he how well he does against the game plan that's tailor made for his abilities. Uh, again, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I need to see some more consistency here, but. Again, I just, I just, I felt like it showed some promise. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, which is positive, and, right? And 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 here's another thing, and you can attest to this as well. And that is, you know, when when a defense sees that that an offense is having success moving the football and potentially getting opportunities to score, it it, it like it it like reinvigorates. Is that even a word? It, you know, like I felt like I yeah. saw. It, right, I saw this Jets defense play with a lot more excitement, a lot more intensity, a lot more physicality because of the success that they were seeing Zach Wilson have offensively. Absolutely. I mean, that's a real thing. I played mm-hmm. on a lot of teams where you look at the quarterback and you're like, man, I'm going to have to play a perfect game on defense, on offense. I mean, I'm talking about one penalty and we're losing by 30. And so when you realize that everything that you've done through the offseason, through your career leading up to this moment, leading up to this game, is going to be worth something as opposed to the quarterback just be being so inept that it, it kind of makes all of your efforts invalid. That's what I'm talking about, Anita. You, you just want hope. Hope gets, makes you fight a little bit more. Because when you think there's no hope and you're just running through the motions and you're trying to just keep your job, that's just not a good feeling. I've been in a lot of situations like that for a couple teams that I, and I just, you know, a couple Giants uh, iterations of the Giants that I played on. It's just, it's just hard, hard to get ready when you know you have no chance. Yeah, I, I hear you, and and you saw that uh, against a very good Kansas City game. Even though, you know, a part of me does feel that Kansas City came in and underestimated this this Jets team. I mean, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes, you know, he was throwing off of his back foot. Like I, I just I felt like I got the sense and in watching that curious if you did as well like like I just like he was out there winging it like you know yeah. he was playing like he was playing like in the backyard or something like I, like I just don't feel like he took the Jets seriously you know yeah. like I, like no, you're he right, wasn't Anita. mechanics and everything he was like he was just out there like playing a pickup game of football I was like what are you doing it's weird that's how he plays and it's frustrating because if you're a young player and you're watching Patrick Mahomes and you're trying to model your game after him there's only a couple of people that can throw the ball like him there's mm-hmm. only a couple of people that like there's certain players that you look to like if you're a young basketball player you look to Iverson you're like nah I can't do that let me let me work on what I, I think I could do because he's gonna have a whole bunch of quarterbacks thinking they can throw that um uh, they can drop their elbow and get the accuracy on those passes, and but you know, you, one glimpse behind the Patrick Mahomes veil is when you watch the quarterback on Netflix, and you got a chance to see how he practices all these things, and um, you know, it, it, you you can't just look at somebody and just emulate them without putting in the work that he does, and uh, uh, so it's kind of a hard person to model yourself self after. Uh, so when you're looking at, but but when you're um, when you're Patrick Mahomes and you're coming off a world championship 
and you are, you know, hot as bacon grease right now as the Kansas City Chiefs are, and then you look at the Jets, a team that doesn't scare you at all, then you're kind of like, oh, man, let's just get this game over a little quick and you take a couple more chances. You, you watch a little bit less film. You just kind of like want to, you know, get to the next week. That's human nature, and that's why it's so hard to be undefeated in the NFL because it's easy to play against the teams that you're scared of, right? I mean, when, your team, when you think you can actually be beat by a team, you, you're on your P's and Q's. But if you don't think that you can get beat by a team, you're just kind of like, ah, we'll be all right. And that's why most teams can't close the deal. Again, he is a money tumor. I'm Anita Marks. Uh, when we get when we when we come back, speak mm-hmm. for a living, girl. Um, <laughs> I wasn't out as late as you were. Um, I know. <laughs> I, the I, service, I, man. It took me a minute to get my food now. <laughs> but it's so good. It is pretty. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uh, When we get back, I want to talk about the whole, you know, are we calling this the Nathaniel Hackett Bowl? Are we calling this the Sean Payton Bowl? Uh, By the way, uh, Mike Westhoff is one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I tried to get him on the program. Obviously, since he's the assistant head coach for Denver, uh, he could not join us. Mm. But but I did have a a conversation with him yesterday. I'll I'll share some of his thoughts as well. That's great. Um, But but I I, I do want to dive into this Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton, the comments that Sean Payton made Mm -hmm. about Nathaniel Hackett earlier in the season. Obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers was not happy with it. I'm sure this team is not happy with it as well. So I want to dive into that. Also, we'll open up the phone lines, folks. 800-919-3776. Jets fans, feel free to chime in. Your thoughts after the game against Kansas City. Again, they lost. That's another thing, Amani. I think this I think this Jets team is, is heading to Denver with a chip on their shoulder. They feel that they should have, would have, could have beaten Kansas City. Horrible call, whether it's holding, pass interference, whatever you want to call it. That negated, um, you know, uh, the the incomplete pass to mm-hmm. uh, to the Kansas City receiver, which of course set up uh, not and, and not to take anything away. Zach Wilson did fumble the ball. He was on the sideline saying, "This is my loss. This is my fault. I shouldn't have fumbled the ball." But nonetheless, uh, Jets fans, your thoughts on a near win against Kansas City? Uh, Zach Wilson's performance against Kansas City and your confidence level, confidence level. In regard to this Jets team heading up to Mile High uh, with a chip on their shoulder, with all those things, plus Sean Payton's comments against Nathaniel Hackett to come back with a win. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. 
Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. It is New York game day, so it means I'm joined by Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum joins the show. Mike, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing very well. Doing very well. How about you? Good. How about the epic ending of the Miami-Georgia Tech game? That's one for the ages. Oh, my Unbe- goodness. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, right? <sighs> Just when you think you've seen it all. I mean, all you have to do is take a knee to end the game. Yep. And then... They go 75 yards. Georgia Tech goes 75 yards in 15 seconds. It's it's unbelievable how, like, these coaches, they sit there and they get in their bubble and they start thinking, they start have all these iterations of what happens, and they just forget the obvious, simple move. It just it, it drives me crazy when uh, coaches just get so wrapped up in their head and their agenda and what they want to do that they don't realize that the simple decision is the best decision. You know, um, uh, this didn't get the headlines, but guys, like Nick Saban made a mistake at the end of the uh, Texas A&M-Alabama game. They could basically run out the clock on first down. They throw an incomplete pass, Mm. and um, it it forced Jalen Milrow on fourth and seven to scramble and then throw the ball all the way uh, like out of the end zone, and they won. So obviously it didn't grab the headlines, but Mm -hmm. like here's arguably the greatest coach of all time and the most, as you said, Amari, logical thing to do just take a knee mm-hmm. they threw an incomplete pass it was it was unbelievable to see it happen yeah i think there's so much going on on the sideline especially like it's not like you sit back and you're you know you're in this game and you know you things are going on and you're just you're kind of caught up in the moment and you can't it's hard to you need to have somebody on your staff that can just step back and be like hey look we can run the ball, you know, the clock out, and then you have to be open enough, lucid enough to listen to that person at the time. Because sometimes great decisions at the heat of the moment in the game sound ridiculous, but you know, it's sometimes you, it's it's a very tricky situation because you do get so involved and so in, uh, caught up in what's going on uh, down to down. You know, one of the things like when you hire one, a head one coach, last thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, it, it's funny. No, like no, to no, that. Go ahead. Yeah, to that point, to the, like you talk about mindset, um, been part of hiring four head coaches. A great question to ask somebody in an interview, guys, is tell me a time you've walked into a meeting and someone changed your mind. Mm. And, and if someone struggles answering that question, don't hire them because then they're dogmatic, they're closed-minded. You want somebody that's a leader that has conviction and confidence but also has – the ability to say, you know what, I'm wrong, or there's a better way to do it, and they're a great listener and a great leader wow. as well. That's and a great one. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And just going back to like last night, the process in, in place, like these these are great men, great leaders, great coaches, but do they also have the ability to listen and say, you know what, I'm wrong? Mm. That, yeah, those are people you respect the most. Again, yeah. my- Mike Tannenbaum and um, and Amani Toomer. I feel like we're just eavesdropping on your conversation. Guys. <laughs> uh, one last thing I want to mention in regard to uh, college football before we move on to the NFL, and I know we've got some calls already in Brooklyn. You'll be first up, 800-919-3776. How about Drake May, man? Mike, I'm not sure if you've seen me on ESPN each and every week. I am like screaming at the mountaintops. I think Drake May is the best quarterback in college football. I feel that he will be deserving to be taken number one overall in head ahead of Caleb Williams. The dude is unbelievable. And I, like a lot of people aren't watching UNC football. I get it. Um, but passed for over 400 yards, ran for almost 70, four total touchdowns. Uh, he's deceivingly athletic and mobile. Uh, he's probably one of the most accurate quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. 
he's just he's really really unbelievable and i want to say it opened up the season for him to win the heisman was like 150 to 1 it's now down to like 18 to 1 i think as as the season progresses i think it's going to come down to between him and caleb williams i absolutely believe that he's going to be invited to new york and and i think he's more deserving yeah he, he he's a really good player his dad played in the nfl um he originally committed mm-hmm. to Alabama, changed to North Carolina. They love him there. Uh, I know that stuff really well. Um, he's an excellent player. I, I agree with your analysis. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I well, that's I, nice. Uh, it's hard to keep up with all the college. I think that I mean, I love watching, but I haven't really did a deep dive into him. And I, hopefully, later on in the year, where there are some more exciting games, you'll be able to see what he's what he is uh, in uh, these really big competitions. Did Mike, did, did you hear that he participated in UNC's Pro Day last year and not one of his passes were dropped and, and the scouts were saying that it was probably one of the most impressive, uh, you know, scout days of quarterbacks that they'd seen and, and he wasn't even eligible to come out. So he's he's already gone through that process. So just imagine, imagine what this Easy, UNC Anita. scout day is going to be like. Baker Mayfield had a I'm great just day saying. too. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, easy. I'm just, I'm just I'm no, just, I hear I'm you. Just, it is what it is. I guess anyway, um, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's talk Jets and let's talk about Denver. Uh, Mike, I know you weren't with us at the start of the show. I, I do want to spend some time talking about uh, the the comments that Sean Payton had to say about Nathaniel Hackett. And, um, and and just motivating you think this Jets team is going to be in Denver because of that. I, I'm sure that this is a date that has been pinned in, not penciled in, on their calendar. How much motivation do you think is going to play into a Jets win today based on Sean Payton's comments? Well, um, look, I, I think what Sean did was you know violate a code. You know, like when you get these jobs, head coach, quarterback, GM, whatever it may be, you know, you're doing for a reason, right? For whatever reason, it wasn't working out or a retirement. And, um, you know, Sean violated a code. That's clear. I I think as time went on, it probably lessens the sting. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers not playing today. Look, Nathaniel Hackett didn't do a good job. And um, look, do I think maybe there's a little extra motivation? A little bit. But at the end of the day, like, it's going to be decided on the field. Russell Wilson's playing really good football. You know, it's a little bit of an underrated story. Um, Jets are going to have to score today. Um, I think this Jet defense has played good football. I don't think great football. And I think I think um, it'll be interesting because Zach Wilson played well last week and he'll have to continue to do so today. But I don't think that quote goes as far as maybe it would have if you know they played the week after. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it goes as far just, because I don't think you know both of these teams are struggling. It's like, you know, you're not uh, in the hunt to anything. None of these teams are, are, are where they want to be. Um, it'll be a little caveat, a little shot in the arm if either team wins. But I, I don't think it's really going to move the needle. And it's going to be one of these situations where this win today is going to turn around either of these two team seasons. See, I, I disagree. I, I think this is the perfect storm for the Jets in, in a few reasons why. Number one, Sean Payton's comments. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think this team is going to be extra motivated uh, to, uh, to, to, to have Nathaniel Hackett's back. Uh, number two, I think they're angry with a, a real BS call 
um, in the Kansas City game. I think this is a team that feels they could have won, should have won against Kansas City if it wasn't for that holding slash pass interference call. And also, Zach Wilson coming off of arguably his his best game he's ever played. And and I think with those three things that this team has had to marinate in this week, heading to mile high and going up against a Denver Broncos defense, worst pass defense in the NFL, which can play into Zach Wilson picking up where he left off against Kansas City. Uh, I think we're going to get a heavy dose of Brees Hall today, which is going to help Zach Wilson. And I and, and I think this defense is going to be extra motivated. I, I, I think this is the perfect storm for the Jets today. You know, it's interesting, Anita, like talking to somebody um, at the league office this week, they uh, that was the right call. Sauce Gardner held and hooked uh, at the end of the game. Now, what could have been called were some other penalties against the Chiefs earlier in the game. And one of the more consequential play uh, calls in the game was the safety on the face mask, which wasn't cor- the correct call because the face mask actually started in the field of play. So, um, look, they played well, but they, they didn't deserve to win that game. And the reality is that was the correct call. Um, it was a textbook hold and grab. He restrained the receiver. Um, there could have been a much better argument about other calls that weren't made against the Chiefs at other parts of the game. Um, but if you're sitting there and you're the Jets and you're for five days in Florham Park, New Jersey, just think about one call. Like That's not going to get you to where you want to go. What is is Nathaniel Hackett has to put Zach Wilson in a position to be successful much the way he did against Kansas City. I called the game the week before against the Patriots. And if you ask Zach Wilson to do what Aaron Rodgers did, you're going to keep losing. You have to do things that Zach Wilson does well, and I think he did a much better job of that the other night. By the way, New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. So make sure you enjoy responsibly. Guys, before we take a break, let's go to our calls. Artie has been hanging on. Artie, welcome. In. Thanks for taking the call, Anita. I appreciate it. Good morning, guys. Morning. You know, every week I call, I know you guys are sick and tired of me, you know, trying to be uh, Zach Wilson's uh, defender somehow. And now I'm calling the other way. I'm hoping that Hackett does not last week's game to make him think that Wilson is now Rodgers. If, if this game is going to go from Zach Wilson versus Russell Wilson, we're losing. I, offensively, if you look at this team offensively with the wide receivers in the offensive line from last year to this year, we, we're not better. We, we, our game right now, when we lost, when we lost um, our starting quarterback, is to win with the, with the running game and our defense. And the last four losses, if you look, we were outrushed by – by like a hundred yards, and 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 the, and the running back, the quarterback yesterday. I mean, last week had more yards than our running back did. Mahomes had more runs. He runs. It was so frustrating. So I hope Hackett doesn't let his ego get in the way and try to put up like points. And then and then the Jets look at the Miami game and how they put up. So guess what? You don't have Miami's weapons. The idea is to win this game, and I think they got to win with the running game. And um, they haven't shown it. I don't know, Mr. T, you tell me. You're putting um, offensive linemen, okay? He, the Sally said, I'm, I'm basically using my five best linemen. For me, you're taking guys out of your position. I think your best offensive line is having Becton, um, Tucker, your, your, the, the, the kid that you drafted as a center. I know you could play guard. Put him at center. You, Tomlinson, you're telling me you don't have a right tackle on your bench? You didn't think that one of your tackles was going to get hurt? It's embarrassing. All right, thanks, guys. 
I mean, Mike, really quick, because we're up against the break. Um, I thought this offensive line played well last week against Kansas City. Yeah, I thought they were improved as well. Um, yeah. Look, they're, they're searching for combinations right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think, to Ari's point, you, you did have to assume that Dwayne Brown was going to get hurt. I mean, it just, unfortunately, just given his age, um, you, you did have to play, play, plan accordingly. But I did think they played better. Uh, just keep in mind, we've got Rich Samini, who's going to be joining us around uh, 9.30 this morning, uh, with, uh, and he'll be joining us from Denver uh, with an update in regard to what's going on with the Jets. I'm with you, Artie. I want to see a big, heavy load for uh, for Brees Hall today. We'll find out. Also, Jeff Legwald, who covers the Denver Broncos, was kind enough to join me on my program, and so uh, we're going to replay a clip from him to get you up to speed on the mindset of what's going on with the Denver Broncos. Gentlemen, when we come back, let's switch gears. Let's talk Giants. Uh, They are a team that, of course, Mike Tannenbaum knows extremely well. We also have Amani's keys to the game coming up. So sit tight. We'll be right back. New York Game Day continues right here on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. I want the fans to know that I'm a human like everyone else. If you ask anyone that's ever been around me, they always speak highly of me. Nobody's perfect, including myself. And I just want to apologize again for the things that I said yesterday. You know it's unacceptable, and I just couldn't use a better choice of words. Evan Neal, all you hamburger and hot dog flippers out there, Mike, let's come to you, uh, you know, again, former GM, and uh, what, what do you do when, when, when that comment comes out, fan base gets upset, ownership walks in your office and goes, what is going on here? This is the last thing we need because, you know, we can barely win a game. How, how do you handle this? Yeah, <clears throat> what he said was really disappointing and unacceptable. Um, you know, there's fans out there that sacrifice a lot of their time and money 
Um, and let's face it, the NFL is not an inexpensive experience, and, and you always thank your customers, your fans, uh, good or bad. And I'll tell you what, like, just to take you behind the curtain a little bit, the last drive of a game when the quarterback is on the bench or if they're losing, that's the best coaches are the ones that are prepping them for the press conference because what you want in the NFL, Anita, is you want those stories to be a one-day story. Hey, you know, we just got our butts kicked by Seattle. They were the better team, and we're focused on being the Miami Dolphins. And then it goes away. What Evan Neal did, he just threw gas on the fire. Now everybody in that locker room has to speak to it, and that's where, like, good coaches, good PR departments, they try to stay ahead of it and prep their players. Now, look, that doesn't mean that the Giants don't have a good PR department, but that's what you try to do. You try to stay ahead of things, and, you know, on a loss, you you, you credit your opponent and you move on, and uh, – that's just unacceptable, and you hope Evania learns from this. Amani, in regard to this, what happens in the locker room? Are you guys, do you, are, do you, are you like, hey, man, I, I, you know, we know you didn't mean to say it. Or are you like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why put more pressure on us? How, how, do, how do you respond to a teammate who says that, Amani? Uh, you just kind of, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. You we got you. Okay. All right. Um, you just kind of go to him and just. You get his side of the story because you never believe what you hear in the media. And then you make your decision from there. It's a conversation that he's going to have to have with a lot of different players. Um, you're lucky if you have the cachet enough in that locker room to where people don't all, don't uh, already just believe the media story and not come up to you. Uh, I, I don't know how Evan Neal's um, relationship with people in the locker room are. Uh, I hope that they're good, and I hope that this team is as tight as they proclaim to be or what, how tight they were last year to garner the success, that they, to st- spur on the success that they had last year. But this is the type of things where you, start, you, could, you could very easily start to distrust your teammates uh, and, and what they think. And then, you're, then it always comes back to, like, if you're a player, person on that team, well, if he said that about that person, if he said that about them, well, what does he think about me? And that's where you start to have these fissures because everybody is, you know, everybody, they're confident in their ability and they're confident in what they do, but they don't really know what the rest of their teammates think about them, especially the young team like this and a young player like Evan Neal um, trying to just, you know, figure out the NFL. And it, this is not going to help his cause. But like he said, he's a human it's kind of weird when players say they're human. Like, what do we think, you're aliens? Like, I, I never really understood that. Uh, but I feel that he's, uh, I feel that, you know, he made a mistake. He's not in, you know, he's not in Alabama anymore. He's not in college anymore. And they, they're not sitting there trying to uh, make, idolize you or make you uh, put great stuff all about you. If you say something that's controversial, that helps the reporter uh, get, get uh, his, uh, elevate his status as the person who broke this story. So you just got to understand, you know, it happens to everybody. There's always situations where people say things that get taken out of context. I hope this was taken out of context. Um, and I hope it was one of these sidebar conversations that he thought he had tr- could trust somebody and he could open up to some, to one of these reporters. And little did he know that that reporter was setting him up. Absolutely. And, and listen, this day and age, this is unfortunately, and, and, and athletes need to be aware of this. Like, this is what we live in right now, right? It's clickbait, you know, um, beat reporters, reporters, it, it's all about the number of likes, um, views, all of that. And, and so the more controversial you can be, uh, the, the more that 
you know, your employee is, is, is going to like the work that you do. It's unfortunate, yeah. but this is the day and age that we live in. Quick break. We come back. Let's do a deep dive. Adam Schefter reporting that Saquon Barkley more than likely is not going to suit up for the Giants today. What does that mean? We know they don't have Andrew Thomas going up against a very high-powered Miami Dolphins offense. How is this defense going to stop them or slow them down when they can barely tackle? We're going to dive into all this. We also have Amani's keys to the game. Coming your way as well, and we'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. Nina Marks, Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and you. It is New York Game Day here at 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Get ready for Amani's Keys to Victory. That's right. Uh, by the way, New York Game Day right here on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by Bud Light. Sunday's chore, loading. Bud Light in the fridge. It's football time. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL, so make sure you enjoy responsibly. And as you heard the gentleman say, it is time for Amani's Keys to Victory, brought to you by Infinity.com. With that being said, we've got not one, but two games. And by the way, gentlemen, I love the fact that one plays at 1 o'clock, the other one plays at 4.30, so we Mm. can watch both. Thank you very much, NFL. Um, And the first game, obviously, is the Giants going up against the Miami Dolphins. So with that being said, Amani, what are your keys to the game in regard to what the Giants need to do to potentially beat the Miami Dolphins? I think, first of all, what they really need to do is make sure they keep everything in front of them. They have an explosive offense. We know they put up 70 points two weeks ago against the Denver Broncos. We don't want that happening versus our New York Giants. Uh, So they're going to have to keep everything in front, prevent the big plays, make Tua be systematic as he uh, moves down the field, make them be better in terms of having more first downs, not letting up the big plays. And on offense, we need to have the big plays. I feel like the Giants, um, you know, we have these these receivers that we just got, Jalen Hyatt with the speed, uh, Wandell Robinson, Darius Slayton. All these guys have the speed of a Waddle. They have the speed that um, that you know can garner big plays. We need them to be highlighted. You know, we don't. Our offensive line is is not is is struggling a little bit. We need to figure out ways to get the ball in their hands quickly. We saw this last week with with uh, Wandell Robinson getting him the ball, ha- having him ha- getting having him. Uh, show his abilities with the run after the catch, and I, I think the number th- the number one thing and the number one determiner on wa- how the Giants are going to do is the turnover battle. When the Giants lose the turnover battle, that's uh, fumbles, that's interceptions, that's um, you know plays uh, dropping of first downs uh, when to keep the clock to keep the drives going. All of these things are those are the three my three major. Uh, keys for this Giants team to win. So let me recap. So first, we have to keep the ball in front of us and not allow the big plays, the explosive plays by Tyreek Hill and Tua. Secondly, we have to get our playmakers a ball and give them an opportunity to have success. I'm talking Darius Slayton. I'm talking Jalen Hyatt, Wandell Robinson, um, and, 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 and Darren Waller, another guy. We feel like you know he's, he's a big um, talent boost for this Giants team and I feel like he's a guy that needs to needs to, to to get some opportunities I want to see how good he really is and then also you know no turnovers turnovers have killed us over the last couple uh, of, of games you know and uh, that, those are my three keys to victories for 
this week going to end down in Miami for these New York Giants. And as for the Jets, the Jets heading to Mile High to take on the Denver Broncos. Uh, quickly, what are your keys there? Well, I think, you know, build on the success that you had last week with Zach Wilson. That alone, not only allow, uh, you know, the team and the offense to look a lot better, but it will also give the defense some, um, you know, give them some juice as they move forward uh, in, in this season and keep them engaged, fully engaged. Also, the defense has to put some pressure on Wilson. I think uh, you know they, they, the defense in terms of needs pressure, and we need to figure out they need to figure out a way to uh, put pressure on this this def- this offense that is struggling in um, uh, in Denver as well. And then the defensive penalties is what killed the Jets last week. The penalty, obviously, we talked about it earlier with Sauce Gardner uh, allowing uh, nullifying and uh, giving them a fir- giving. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs are first down and, and able to, uh, to go ahead and win the game. So those are my three keys. I think pressure Wilson, make him make mistakes, keep on giving Zach Wilson uh, confidence by allowing him to run the offense that highlights his abilities, and then be able to uh, prevent and, and, and reduce the amount of penalties on defense that ultimately cost you the game last week. Um, great job. Again, Amani's Keys to Victory brought to you by Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. Uh, Mike, again, Adam Schefter is reporting that Saquon Barkley is not going to play. Uh, Andrew Thomas, as we know, is not going to play as well. Uh, you know, uh, elaborate in, in regard to just what that means for Daniel Jones, who's been under duress pretty much all season long. Ten sacks they gave up, not to mention quarterback hurries and hits to the Seattle Seahawks. But, you know, when you negate um, a running back, the talent of Saquon Barkley, you're not keeping defenses honest. They can pin their ears back and come after you. Again, not having his best tackle on the line. Uh, and, and, you know, and a lot of people are like, well, wh- what's going on with Darren Waller? Why isn't he getting a lot? Well, he's having to stay back and chip or help a pass protect. So it's just, it changes the entire dynamic of this offense. Don't you agree? Well, you, you got to throw the ball on first down. Um, you got to win on first down. You, you don't want to see those blitzes. You don't want to see, um, <clears throat> you know, people from coming all over the place. You got to change how you approach, you know, the game offensively. And first down will be pivotal pivotal today and look Darren Waller can still be uh, productive Anita even if he slides and, and helps in protection chips or whatever it may be um, but I think what we're seeing with Daniel Jones is you know the old axiom of to be successful in the NFL you have to win left-handed because opponents are going to take away what you do well and you could tell last Monday night Clint Hurt and Pete Carroll like their aiming point on the upfield shoulder for Daniel Jones they were expecting him on boots and rollouts, and when he's in the pocket, he's very average. And I promise you, Vic Fangio, be it Jalen Phillips today or Bradley Chubb, Emmanuel Agba, Zach Seiler, whoever it may be, all week long, I promise you, the Dolphins are saying, don't let Daniel Jones roll out, especially to his right, set the edge, and make him stay in the pocket. He's not comfortable in the pocket. And at some point, you know, I agree with what Imani said, Anita, which is Jalen Hyatt, someone's going to have to make some plays and you're going to have to throw people out of these pressure looks because right now they're saying, Daniel Jones, you're not comfortable in the pocket and you're not going to beat us with your arm from there. So we're going to send more people than you can block. 
Amani, really quick, some thoughts. I, I I know you were really critical on Daniel Jones this week. Um, you know, so, some thoughts on on what you feel or how you feel he can he can play differently. Well, I think he just needs to make decisions with the ball in his hands quicker. I think he's holding the the ball and it's exacerbating the problem of that the offensive line is struggling. So I always look at quarterbacks and I'm thinking, you know, what offensive coordinators want to do is they want to be in the game. They want to like make sure that they're calling stuff that the quarterback is executing. And if I see a quarterback who has the ball in his hand after his fifth step and he's sitting there patting the thing, I just feel like they're not running the offense. You got to know where you want to go with the ball as you drop. That's why you drop. You're looking down the field, seeing where the defense is rotating and you should have an idea of where you want to go. And if you can't, if it's not open because there's a floater in the middle, you got to be able to manipulate the defense with your eyes to open up what where you want to go. You got to be a step ahead of uh, of these defenders. And I just don't think Daniel Jones is there yet. Have I seen him be do that? Yes, but I don't know why this year it hasn't been that way. Uh, could be because the offensive line, but there. Ha- but the, no matter what, no matter what reason why. I feel like Daniel Jones is a much better quarterback than what he's shown over the last couple of weeks, and I feel like there needs to be a change in the way they kind of protect him. You know, Mike made a great point about you know the percentages of him being how his how average he is in the pocket as opposed to when he gets out of the pocket because he has that run pass option. There, there's a lot to uh, success as a quarterback. You take a lot of the blame, but there's a lot of reasons why that you are not as successful as he has been in, in the past. I think they tried to make a step forward in this offense in terms of make it a little more complex. They need to go back to what they did last year, be simple, close to the vest, and, and have a ball control offense so that they can uh, rest their defense and allow some confidence, get some plays. Let, let the offensive coordinator kind of uh, get, get, get into the game because if a quarterback doesn't, execute what he's want he's always playing street ball out there then offense coordinator really kind of feels hamstrung on, on what to really call uh gentlemen uh great analysis uh one key here again i just think without saquon barkley i think this high-powered miami dolphins offense they're going to be in order to try to stay lockstep uh daniel's going to have to throw the ball a lot i really like wandell robinson over receiving yards today and i want to say it's sitting at 23 and a half he's led the team in targets the last two weeks that's who daniel is going to i'm sure because he doesn't have a lot of time and his route depth of route is very short um i i think those two can have a a pretty good day today in in, in fantasy just throwing that out there for folks over 23 and a half receiving yards quick break we come back we switch gears well not really we don't switch gears we just we change hours. We're heading into hour two, but we have Jordan Renan who's going to be joining us uh, down in Miami uh, in that heat, sweltering heat. It's supposed to feel like 100 degrees. Uh, Mike, you and I, w- I was born there. You know, you've lived there. You probably still live there, right? Um, even though yep. it, it, the temperature says that it's high 80s, it really feels like it's in the 100s because of the, uh, because of the humidity. We'll get the latest from Jordan Renan when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram Route 1 in Woodbridge or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MohegansunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. <laughs> 